This is the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. And I am Howie Silbiger, and welcome to the program... I thank you for tuning in. Of course, you could download, uh, well, you could subscribe to the podcasts uh, through all the podcasting subscribing services. We are on Google Play. We are on Spotify. We are on everything. We're in the, uh, we're in the iTunes store. We're, we're everywhere. So feel free to go to any of these places and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss one minute of the Howie Silberger Show here on the True Talk Radio Network. We are also... Um, we also archive the show, of course, and you could uh, pick up the archive by going to truetalkradio.com, where you can also download the True Talk Radio app and listen to True Talk Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep, True Talk Radio broadcasts many, many different shows, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Feel free to visit truetalkradio.com and download the app. Ah, you see, once we got out of the way, I, I, I was thinking all week, what am I going to talk about today? What am I going? To, what could I possibly say today to match the craziness that we've seen all week and all month and for the last couple of years? The world has gone nuts. The world has gone insane. We have lost all semblance of normalcy. It, it doesn't exist anymore. Black is white. White is black. Green is purple. Up is down. There, there's no morality. There's no family values. There's, there's nothing left in this world of substance. It's all disappeared. We all know that this, uh, this past week, the Vatican had a, had a conference about child molestation amongst priests in the Vatican. Now, this is a topic that really bothers me. And it's bothered me for a long, long time. Those of you who have listened to the show for years know that anytime I talk about child molestation in any religious community, I, I, I get awfully upset. I get upset about child molestation in any community. But when it comes to religious communities, I get even more upset. Because there are strict laws and strict rules against molesting children. And when the religious communities, whether they be Christian religious communities or Jewish religious communities or Muslim religious communities... When religious communities hide child molesters, when they shuffle them from community to community, when, when, when they don't prosecute them, they don't bring them to the police, and they don't prosecute them, they protect them, and they vilify the victims, and that really happens in all of the uh, religious cases of child molestation. It angers me. I, I get really, really angry. And so the Vatican finally taking a step forward after years and years and years of ignoring the plague of child molestation in their ranks finally had a conference where they were going to decide how they were going to stop this scourge of destroying young lives within the church. What was their conclusion? We'll get back to you. There were no conclusions. There was no action plan at the end of the meetings. There was no statement that the Vatican's now going to be doing this or doing that at the end of the meetings. 
Nothing. It's, it's, I'm telling you, the world has gone insane. We, we are living in a world that has no moral values whatsoever. Religion has no moral values. Religion has no value in this world anymore. And this is the problem that we have. And this is why we see that the, the dregs of society are now controlling the world. The dregs of society are now making policies that we must all follow. The weird, the, the, the strange, the, the truly, truly uncomfortable is now bubbling to the top. And those of us that still have some semblance of morality, some semblance of, of world order, some semblance of family values are now the bad guys. We are the evil people. Uh, it's, it's, it's shocking and amazing that in the course of a decade, maybe, maybe a little more than a decade, this transformation has happened. And now we are suffering the consequences of this transformation. It was actually two generations, more than a decade. It was about two generations for this transformation to happen. It started happening when parents decided that they didn't have to be parents anymore, that they'd rather be friends with their children rather than parents. That they felt bad punishing their children, so their children got away with everything. They felt bad that their children felt bad when they lost a sporting event, so suddenly they stopped keeping score. There were no winners or losers. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, they said. It's how you play the game. And competition? No, 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 there shouldn't be any competition. And segregating uh, smart kids from, from the weaker kids, the, the, the stronger kids from the weaker kids in schools. Oh, that's no good anymore because the weaker kids feel bad. Feelings took over logic. Feelings took over, took over, over, over fact. And that's where it started. It started when we started stop segregating people. Uh, not, not, I'm not talking colors and I'm not talking about religions. What I'm talking about is in schools. When we stopped ignoring, when we started ignoring the fact that stronger students needed a stronger curriculum and weaker students needed a stronger curriculum to bring them up, but a different curriculum. Now we say, oh, put them all in the same classroom. We can't segregate kids. The kids who are weaker will feel bad. Not that they'll get a better education being in the same classroom as the stronger kids, or that the stronger kids will get an education, a better education being in the same class as the weaker kids, because education doesn't matter anymore. It's all about feelings. It's, we don't want to make people feel bad. Oh, you're part of a little league. Oh, yes. Oh, aren't they cute? Look at them playing baseball. Aren't they cute? How can we keep score? And how can we give one team a trophy at the end of the season because they did better than all the other teams and they won more games? How can we give them a trophy and not give everybody else a trophy? So everybody's equal. Equality. Not equity. Equality. There is a difference between equity and equality. And most people don't understand the difference between equity and equality. But there is a massive difference, a major difference between equity and equality. But they were pushing equality. Everybody's equal. There are no winners. There are no losers. It's a great philosophy to have when you're a kid. Great philosophy to have when, uh, when your Little League team gives trophies and medals out to everybody who plays. Wow. Do you feel great? You lost a game 42 to nothing, but you got a trophy. But you didn't even know you lost a game 42 to nothing because 
they didn't keep score. Maybe the next step is we'll take the ball away because somebody might get hurt playing with the ball. We started putting our kids into cocoons, into bubbles. God forbid they should they should be anywhere near a germ. They're, they live in bubbles. And suddenly, all these allergies started coming out. Kids are allergic to everything because they're not exposed to anything. And then, and then, we started saying that fathers are not important. That family values, that the family value structure is not important. And once we started doing that, morality started falling apart. Because believe it or not, and I know this is not politically correct to say, but I really don't care. Well, I'm not here to be a politically correct radio show host. I never was, and I never will be. I don't pander to the offended crowd. And there's a whole generation of offended people, and I don't pander to them. You don't like this show, don't listen. When we started making fun of fathers, and we started devaluing the role of the father in a family, we started seeing more and more boys. And yes, there is a difference between boys and girls. And boys need a father. Girls need a mother. Boys need a mother too. But in certain areas, at certain times of their lives, they need their dad. And when we started seeing families falling apart, and we started seeing media and television devaluing the father figure, and it started in the 70s, started with Archie Bunker. Here was a father who loved his family, and, and you could tell by watching the show, the man loved his family. But he was always played as an idiot. Before Archie Bunker, if you took a look at the sitcoms before Archie Bunker, the family sitcoms before Archie Bunker in American television, you'll see that the father was always the strong figure and the smart figure and the, and the one that you went to advice for. Archie Bunker was the bigot. He was the one that nobody wanted to take his advice. Nobody wanted to listen to what he had to say. Archie Bunker was the anti-hero. And as a father, Archie Bunker was a great father. But he was the anti-hero. And then we moved on. And as you go and you, and you continue watching, after Archie Bunker came Maud, and Maud said, we don't need a man. A woman is strong enough to deal with herself. She doesn't need a man. I'm Maud. And as we continue on, Mary Tyler Moore. No, I don't need a man. And then the Simpsons, where the father figure became a, a total doorknob. He was a dumbbell. Seinfeld, the father figures were buffoons. And the more and more television belittled fathers, and the more and more television belittled the concept of family values that you need a father and a mother for a family, the more society accepted it. Because Hollywood sets the standard, and society follows Hollywood. We're, we're, society are a bunch of sheeps. They follow Hollywood. And the more Hollywood devalued the role of the father in the family, the more society devalued the role of the father in the family. And suddenly, we didn't need fathers anymore. And suddenly, 
fathers weren't important. But then, the social justice warriors showed up. Oh, just in time to save the world. Those social justice warriors. And they showed up, fully armed. Suddenly, you weren't allowed to say certain things. Everything was offensive. There were microaggressions. Oh, if you talk to somebody, and you may not even realize that you are insulting them because you are throwing microaggressions at them. And they made up all these terms to destroy society. Suddenly, college students, who at one time rallied in the streets and rioted in the streets for social justice and for social reform and for and for the, uh, for the oppressed everywhere. Suddenly college students weren't those strong protesting students anymore. Suddenly they needed safe spaces and teddy bears. Suddenly college students became toddlers who couldn't put up with the pressure. Harvard University two weeks ago announced, and this is mind-boggling, that they are eliminating due dates on library books and fines for late library books because they found that asking students to return a book at a certain date and if not getting fined for it was too stressful for their students. It was causing too much stress in their students to ask them to return library books at a certain time and day. So Harvard University eliminated due dates on library books. Imagine Harvard University, Ivy League school, pandering to this spoiled class. The class that grew up not knowing any adversity living in a cocoon, sheltered by their parents, never feeling the, the agony of defeat. It's too stressful for them to return a library book on time. This is the world we're living in. I don't know about you, but this scares me, because these are the future leaders of tomorrow. And I'm still young enough that I'm going to be alive when these people get elected to office. No more genders. Genders don't exist anymore. Or if they do, there's a billion of them. You, you can't speak freely anywhere anymore. Freedom of speech has disappeared because the radical left has taken over. The live and let live philosophy of the right has been usurped by the radical left whose idea is, quite simply, it's my way or the highway. If you don't like what I say or you don't say it the way I want you to say it, I will murder you. I will destroy you. This is the philosophy of the radical left. You can't say what you want. You have to say what I want. It's my opinion. My opinion is the only opinion that counts. I don't know how much longer this could go on. 
society's falling apart. When I mean, I, I know everything works on a pendulum, and uh, and and this pendulum swung way, way, way over to the left. But I'm hoping that at one point somebody's going to kick it and it's going to swing right, right back to at least the center, to where normal conversation could happen, where where normal relationships could happen, where right and wrong is suddenly clear again. I, I'm I, I'm not opposed to different lifestyles. I've been accused of being opposed to to homosexuality. I've been opposed to uh, to to transgenderism. I, I don't care. My philosophy has always been: I don't care. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. I don't care how you dress. I don't care if you think you're a donkey. It doesn't matter to me. That's between you and God and you and your partner. And I really don't care, unless you're molesting children. I really don't care what you're doing. I'll be honest. It's irrelevant to me. Honestly, couldn't give a damn. But when you go and you force your lifestyle and you force me to... to, to, to look and to and to witness your lifestyle in public and i don't care what your lifestyle is that's when i have a problem because you're violating my right of not caring the only thing i've been opposed to and 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 rightfully people have people have 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 opened their eyes wide and they've been shocked that i'm opposed to this the one thing I've really been opposed to is uh, is the concept of homosexual marriage. Now, now, don't, before you all freak out and say, "Oh my God, he's a homophobe!" Ah! and you go running down the street screaming with your arms flailing in the air. Before you do that, allow me to explain why I oppose the concept of marriage when it comes to homosexuals. And there, there's a reason that I oppose this. And and let me explain the reason to you. The, the concept of marriage is a religious concept. The idea that the term was hijacked by the pro-gay lobby to push an agenda bothers me greatly. Because the only reason they use the term marriage when it comes to, when it comes to gay union. Now, I have no opposition, by the way, to gay union. And I think that if two gays get together and, uh, and they want to live together as a couple... They should get all the benefits, every single benefit that a married couple gets. I, I have no objection to that whatsoever. If people live together and this is their union, I have no objection at all to them receiving the same benefits as everyone else and the same, the same rights as everyone else, equality, absolute equality. Everybody should be treated equally in the, in the, in the, uh, in the eyes of the government. But to call a gay union a marriage is an affront to religion. And, and the, reason, the, the reason the term was used and chosen uh, as, the, as the dying point, as the, as the point that we're going to, uh, we're going to live on the, uh, on the edge of the sword with, and we're going to march off the mountain with, the reason that that term was chosen was to be an affront to religion. Because religion, of course, abhors homosexuality. And so if you are a religious person and... Uh, and uh, 
you believe, you believe, because all the Bibles are the same, all three major religions have the same view on this, that the act of homosexual sex, the act of, of sexual relations between homosexuals, is an abomination. That's what the Bible says, that's what God said, and if you're a religious person, that's what you believe. Because if you believe in the Bible, that's what you believe. That's part of the Bible. It's one of the things that God prohibits. And, and there's, there's specific rules in the Old Testament, specific rules in the New Testament, specific rules. In the Quran, specific rules. This is what the Bible believes. And so, by saying that, by, by calling for gay marriage, by saying that we want marriage and nothing else but marriage, not not a not a, a religious bond, not a um, not a, excuse me, not a secular bond, not a, a union. We want it to be a marriage. That's an affront to religion. And therefore, I oppose that. I oppose the affront to religion because any time you attack religion, I will always stand in opposition of it. While I support gay unions and I support equality amongst gays, and equal rights, equal benefits, equal everything for a union, for a gay union. I do not support the concept of marriage. Does that make me a homophobe? Maybe. I don't think it does. I don't think opposing a term makes me a homophobe. Aside from the fact I'm not scared of them. Nothing scares me. I really don't care enough about their lifestyle to be scared of it. You got to care about something to to be offended by it. I, I don't care enough about them, about that lifestyle to be offended by it. It's irrelevant to me. It's out of my scope of thought. It's out of my it's out of my realm of of of, of thinking. I, I don't care. Live and let live. Uh, I'm I'm essentially a libertarian. This is this is what I believe in. Live and let live. You know, you're fine. I don't care. I'm just opposed to using terms that insult other people. And in a world where everybody gets insulted and everybody's upset about everything, I am shocked that people aren't more upset about the use of the term marriage. On both sides of the of the equation. They should be. Especially when the term was created for religion. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. You could call in. The number to call, 1-877-669-1292. If you agree with me, call me and uh, let me know that you agree with me. If you disagree with me, that's fine, too. You could call and you could uh, you call and scream at me. I'm fine with that, too. Uh, but I'd love to talk to you. 1-877-669-1292 is the number to call. That's 1-877-669-1292. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. We're heard live every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Hassan and Kala kindly request that you remain silent during the ceremony. Please turn off all cell phones and beepers. Walk into the chuppah as Hassan and Kala
Mr. and Mrs. Husband and Wife. Five hundred years ago, one of our great rabbis wrote a book describing occurrences that would happen just before the coming of the Messiah. One of the things he wrote five hundred years ago is that just before the coming of the Messiah, the leader of Egypt will make peace with Israel. When the Messiah comes, on that day the Lord will be one. When the Messiah comes, on that day the Lord will be one. And His name will be one. And His name will be one. And His name will be one when the Messiah comes. I look into the sky and see infinity. Every blade of grass has divinity. It's coming alive from the Bible. It's coming alive from the Bible. Whoa, 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 whoa. When the Messiah comes, we will beat our swords into plowshares. When the Messiah comes, we will beat our swords into plowshares. And we will study war no more. We will study war no more. We will study war no more when the Messiah comes. Look into the sky and see infinity Every blade of grass has divinity It's coming alive from the Bible It's coming alive from the Bible Whoa, 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 
Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1877-669-1292. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. We are heard live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Download our app by going to truetalkradio.com. The app is right there on the website. Feel free to download our app and listen to all the programming on truetalkradio.com. And the Howie Silberger Show is being podcasted now. So aside from the live stream, we also have a podcast, and you can feel free to subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. We're on uh, Google Play we're in the iTunes, in the iTunes store. We're, we're all the links are on the Howie on the uh, on the Howie page or on TrueTalkRadio.com. So feel free to visit both sites, and uh, all the links are there. Just uh, click on the link and subscribe to the podcast, and enjoy the show wherever you are, wherever you go. Take the Howie Silberger show with you. HowieSilberger.com, TrueTalkRadio.com, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. All right. So we were talking about how the world has gone insane, and how we've totally lost our minds. I was just listening to that song we were playing on the break, and, uh, and I, I couldn't help but wonder, and uh, this, this, has, this thought has come to me before. I don't know if I've ever expressed this thought before on the radio show, but uh, the thought has come to me before that um, if, if, if the Messiah came tomorrow, and uh, Messiah came down from, uh, from heaven tomorrow and revealed himself, I am the Messiah, the Messiah of the Jewish people. I have come from, uh, from, from heaven, come down to redeem you. And here is the proof that I am Messiah. I fit all the criteria that have been set for the Messiah to fit. And I am the Messiah. How many people would believe him? How many people would say, oh my gosh, the Messiah is here? We've, we've grown so skeptical, and, and the world has grown so skeptical how many people would actually believe somebody who came down and said they were the Messiah? Somebody, somebody rose up and said, I am the Messiah, I'm going to lead you to redemption. How many Jews, or how many people at all, would follow? If, if and, and it doesn't have to be the Jewish Messiah. What if somebody came, came up and said, hey, I am the resurrection of Jesus, and I am here, and we are going to, uh, we are going to redeem you. How many people would believe them? I don't think too many people would believe him. I think the person would be arrested. They'd be put into some kind of mental institution. They'd be evaluated. They'd be found uh, psychotic. They'd be given drugs. And I think the world would trudge on <laughs> the, way, the way it's been trudging on every now and ever since, uh, well, for a couple of generations already. It'd be trudging on, going deeper and deeper into the gutter. The world's not ready for a religious redemption. I was called a religious zealot just uh, just a couple of days ago. I, I speak about religion a lot on the show. I speak about God. I speak about truth. I speak about how 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 it's unbelievable that people could feel that they don't believe in God, 
yet at the same time feel that they could be part of a religion. And, and as I talk about this stuff, and as I say that anyone who says I am an atheist has removed themselves from whatever religion they were part of, people get more and more angry with me. So I had a friend, uh, a very secular, lefty Jewish friend of mine, who got really upset when I said that you must believe in God to be part of the Jewish people. That without the belief in God, you have removed yourself from Judaism. He was furious. He said to me, how could you say something like that? What's wrong with you? You're, you're eliminating three quarters of the Jewish people on the, on the earth. How could you do this? And, and why would you do this? And why would you say something like that? Why would, you, why would you excise a certain percentage of the Jewish population? And I looked at him and I said, I didn't exercise them. They exercised themselves. They cut themselves off from Judaism. I, I honestly and strongly believe that if you are agnostic, if you say, maybe God exists, I'm not sure. There is a possibility, it's in the realm of possibility that God exists. You haven't removed yourself from religion because you still have in your heart and in your mind a possibility that there is a higher being and that God exists. If you come out and say, I am an atheist, I know God doesn't exist, and I am telling you, there's nothing that's going to convince me that God exists. Well, then you've removed yourself from the, from the, from the people and the religion. It's quite simple and black and white to me. And I don't know why people are so shocked about this. Think about it logically for a second. And, that, and that's the problem, that people don't think logically. They think with their feelings rather than with rationale. They don't think with their brains. They think with their feelings. They think with their hearts. Put your heart aside and think with your brain. In order to be Jewish, you have to believe in certain things. You have to believe that there is a God that created everything. You have to believe that that God handed down a way of life in a book called the Torah. You have to believe that the rules and the laws and the lifestyle dictated in that book of Torah is the lifestyle that you as a Jew, as a God-fearing Jew, is obligated to follow. And the same goes for all religions. So the same goes for Christianity, the same goes for uh, for Islam, because, because it's the same structure. Judaism came first, so I'm, I'm picking on Judaism. If you don't believe in those elements, that there is a God, that God gave the Jewish people the Torah, and that the Torah is there to be followed by the Jewish people, if you don't believe in those elements, then Judaism doesn't exist in your world. And if it doesn't exist in your world, you can't be part of it. For instance, let's say you do not believe that God exists. Well, if God doesn't exist, then let's, let's use logic. If God doesn't exist, then the Torah is a fraud. If the Torah is a fraud, then the religion that, that, that's created by the Torah is a fraud. 
therefore you're not you're not part of anything. You're part of a fraudulent movement. Let's say that you say that God exists, but the Torah is a fraud. Well, then the Torah is a fraud, so the religion is a fraud. You see, they all work hand in hand. They're all inter- they're all interlinked. It's a big chain of events, and you cut one area of that chain out, and the rest of it doesn't make any sense. So he tried to outsmart me, this friend. He said to me, but Howie, my mother is Jewish, and that makes me Jewish. And I looked at him, and I said, yeah, biologically. Yeah, you, you, you're a descendant of the Hebrews, biologically. But that doesn't make you Jewish. There's a difference between being a member of the Hebrews and being Jewish. A biological descendant of the Hebrews is different than being a Jew. And he looked at me, he says to me, well, what do you mean? Quite simply, it, it, it's, it's, it's really black and white. Biologically, you could be a descendant of the Hebrews. You could trace your lineage way back to when the Hebrews were, uh, were, were, were in uh, Israel and when they were liberated and whatever, whatever the history of the Hebrews are. You could trace your lineage back there. But the religion came at Mount Sinai. So if you don't believe the story of Mount Sinai, if you don't believe that... God led the Jews through Moses to Mount Sinai. And at Mount Sinai, God gave the Jews the Torah and the lifestyle. Well, then you're not Jewish. And if your mother is Jewish, and that makes you Jewish, well, that's, that's a rule that came through the Tanakh, which is a book dedicated to the Torah. So if the Torah doesn't exist, the Tanakh doesn't exist, and that law doesn't exist and doesn't apply to you. one 669 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show. I'd love to talk to you. Call me. Uh, do you agree with me that society is falling apart? That uh, that with the degradation of um, family values and the loss of and the loss of morality in our society? Society is falling apart. We are losing it as a society. Is there a way to bring us back? Is there a way to to swing the pendulum back into uh, into some kind of normalcy? We we take a look at all the stuff that's that's been happening. We take a look at uh all the debauchery and all the all the crazy stuff that's being accepted now as normal in society. And one has to wonder. Is there a way to swing it back? Is there a way to get to, to bring us back to some semblance of normalcy? Now, I know a lot of people feel that society is normal now and more normal than it's ever been before. I mean, everyone's equal and everyone has the right to be equal. And I'm, I'm not objecting to that. I'm not saying that not everyone has the right to be equal. But there has to be some minimum standard of morality. There has to be some minimum standard in society. Where we say, okay, this is the line, and you can't cross this line. This is the line that we accept as, as, as a minimum standard. Now, if that line includes, includes all the crazy, debaucherous things that have been accepted in society, then I could accept that. But when, when debauchery trumps morality, I have a problem. 
And morality is tied to religion, and religion is a bad word in society. When people feel that religion is a four-letter word, then we have a problem. When people feel that God is a four-letter word, then we have a problem. I wish people would fight to stop poverty, and I wish people would fight to help drug addicts, and I wish people would fight to stop child molesters as strongly as they fight to eliminate God from society. I wish the energy that they put into trying to get rid of God could be channeled and funneled into areas where it's really needed. But why do people want to get rid of God? What is the problem? Why are people so offended by the concept of God? If I believe in God, that is my personal belief. That's my business. Why are people so offended by that? And why are the people who are offended by the fact that I believe in God, and I believe that God created the world and that, and that God controls the world, why are those the same people who are, who are upset and angry that I don't respect their feelings. It's, it's, just, it's just ludicrous, the world we live in. We, we live in a world where liberalism has taken over, where, where you have at least two or three people in the American government now pushing for socialism, a movement that has murdered hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people over the last century. What, what, what happened to social wisdom? What happened to, to collective wisdom? Where, where did this all go? I started watching the, um, the reboot, the, uh, the, the recreation of the show One Day at a Time on Netflix. started watching it a couple of weeks ago, and I, I kind of got into the show. I, I kind of liked the new version. I liked the old version, too, but I kind of liked the new version. It's a, it's a total retake of the entire story. Um, it's about a Latino family living in the States. Yeah, they take a couple of shots at uh, Donald Trump, and I'm okay with that. They were funny. And there was one episode where the Snyder character, I don't know if any of you remember One Day at a Time, the uh, ABC sitcom from the 1970s. Uh, I only remember it in in reruns because I was way too young when it was on. Uh, but, um, But there was a character, the janitor of the building, his name was Snyder. Schneider. And the Schneider character in this uh, in this particular version of the show is um, is the owner of the building, and he uh, and he takes care of the building, and he's good friends with this family. And he walks in. And it's a Cuban family living uh, living there, and he walks into their house, and he's wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt. He's trying to be a hipster like uh, like all the lefties, and he's wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt. And the Cuban family looks at him, and it's a collective, <gasps> a collective shock on their face. Oh my God! And he says, "Whoa, well, what's wrong?" And and they say, "How dare you? How dare you?" And and he's taken aback by it, and then he's he doesn't understand what the problem is. What is the problem with wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt? Everybody's doing it, he said. And then one of the one of the characters says to him, 
do you know who that guy is on your t-shirt? It would be like walking into a Jewish home wearing a Hitler t-shirt. He's responsible for the murder. He's, he was a dictator. He was, he was Fidel Castro's right-hand man. He's responsible for murder of hundreds of thousands of people. And you wear him and you glorify him on a t-shirt. And the hipsters do that. There was a hipster store in, uh, in, in, in the east end of Montreal a couple of years ago. Uh, I was doing a show on an AM radio station in Montreal. And there was a uh, hipster store in the east end of the city that was selling shirts with Hitler's face on them. Now, I know uh, you've probably all seen the uh, shirts online, the, uh, the clothing store called Hitler out of India that had shirts of Hitler vacationing and shirts of Hitler doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, the store's name is Hitler. Uh, but this store in particular in the, in, in the east end of Montreal had a bunch of mannequins standing in the window wearing Hitler T-shirts, shirts with different images of Hitler on them, and had a Nazi flag behind these mannequins. So uh, one of our listeners brought it to my attention, and, uh, and I started doing shows on this, uh, on this store, and we called the store live on the air. And, and they refused to talk to us. We, we tried to get them to talk about the Hitler propaganda, the Hitler, uh, not even propaganda, the Hitler merchandise they were selling. They, they refused to talk to us. And they also refused to take it out of their window. And we continued to harass them and bother them. And, and they continued to refuse to take it out of their window. Uh, as far as I know, they're still selling that stuff. And nobody's really freaked out about it. And this is how you normalize wearing shirts like a Che Guevara shirt. Wearing shirts of people who have committed terrible atrocities. Images of people who, are, who have committed terrible atrocities. And nobody seems to care. This is where we're at as a society. This is what happens when you don't teach history and you remove morality. This is what happens when people don't understand right from wrong. This is the world we live in. And it's a scary one. It's a really, really scaring one. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in. one 877 Coming up after 8 o'clock, we'll be joined by my long-suffering producer, Sheldon Eric Freed. Hey, you! What's that you're wearing? Yo, it's my yarmulke! Yo, 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 guys, that's so hot already. Yeah, I want something new, something now. Something cool, something hip. Something wild, something fresh. We don't have anything new, guys! What shall we do? Now, Aton, hit it! Yo, Len, yo, Len, check this out. I want another beat. Something I can learn from, something I can rock to. Here we go now! Big, Golden Mayor. It was the middle of the day 
clear was it dark into the night the moon was full and clear or the sun was shining bright I had a tete-a-tete with a man of high esteem such a lifelike situation it could have been a dream he said I lived a while around 30 years at least and I think you should listen to me until I've said my piece I said that's fine and dandy but your face is turning bluer said be good be cool yo yo be, be Jewish Dandy Literature Ellie Weasel Poetry Emma Lazarus Comedy Billy Crystal So I said in response What exactly are you saying? Is there something I should know? Is this a game that you're playing? What's the point to these words? Is it simple as it seems? Do you have a video to explain what you mean? He said in times like this You should use that information Because the world could get confusing Assimilation If you don't have the tools Then you won't know what to do Or so be good be cool. Yo, yo, be Jewish. Jewish. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Author, Humanitarian. Humanitarian. Hey, Dave Meister, what does this all mean? Yo, J-Man, relax, you have to wait till the third verse. Look, all this music is great, but what's so cool about being Jewish? For your information, Judaism has been around for thousands of years. Yeah, that's good. And the Jews have lasted longer than any other nation. That's cool, so what's the point? And although making up less than 1% of the world's population, we have made more of an impact than anyone. So those are the names we're listening to. Yes, that's right. Crystal, your intentions are clear, but I need to know more. So he said, Listen here! Knowledge is the key to any type of growing. Where, Where did you come from? Where, Where are you going? Learn. Learn about yourself. Learn about your past. Learn about your heritage. Learn. Learn how to ask. Then when people talk to you and ask you what's newish, you'll respond. Be good, be cool, be Jewish! Economy. Gluten-free. Law. Benjamin Cordoza. The hippest, coolest, freshest, baddest sound I ever kicked around. Man, that stuff grooved, it moved. Lay it on me one more time. Uh, Aton. Huh? Can you repeat that in English this time? I find this song interesting and entertaining, and the message it contains scintillating. I would be most gracious if you would repeat that last section for our edification. Knowledge is the key to any type of growing. Where, Where did you come from? Where, Where are you going? Learn about yourself. Learn about your past. Learn about your heritage. Learn how to ask. Then when people talk to you and ask you what's new, she'll respond. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm Jewish. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Football. Bo Jackson. Baseball. Bo Jackson. Hey, Bo Jackson's not Jewish. Bo knows everything. Out to the memory of my Uncle Gus. You say in my sugar, I say in my sugar. You eat my moona, I say in my mela. My sugar, my sugar, my moona, my mela. It's all just Jewish talk. 
You like Corgo, I like Kiggle. You like the Pokey, I'll take the Fliggle. Corgo, Kiggle, Pokey, Fliggle. It's all just Jewish talk. But no, since it's all just Jewish talk, we're not apart. And oh, since we are not apart, it's a great start. So you like pastrami, and I like salami. You eat pastrami, and I'll have salami. Pastrami, salami, bologna, corned beef. It's all just Jewish talk. It's all just Jewish talk. Now say you're from Manhattan, or a place far Remember this one fact. Jewish family after a while it seems you say this cannot be we run in different streams go no we're part of the Jewish family meeting clever clever people on the many roads we trudge we were all at Sinai so we'll try not to judge so if you hear some strife If we just can't agree Don't have to change his life Just know we're part of the Jewish family Know we're part of the Jewish family Seven It's day seven It's Shabbat And it's a day that's so unique It's time For my soul to reach the peak Cause we're all forever living Week to week Oh, I'd love to learn an hour Then take a little sleep Cause learning is worth a thousand times Than learning week to week Currency I won't be used by you Just rest for us Jews Seven It's day seven It's Shabbat And it's a day that's so unique It's time for my soul to reach the peak Cause we're all forever living Yes, we're all forever living Forever living Week to week Every new year We're standing here to pray So have no fear Hashem hears what you say No radio And no internet No movies and no show We're all just dressing fancy Hear the show for blow Every new year Standing here to pray To gather here On this judgment day One time the Romans did crumble The Greeks they did stumble The Persians had their say But the Jews are here too The Jews are here too The Jews are here The Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1 877 669 1292. 
right, in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by my long-suffering producer, Mr. Sheldon Eric Freed. We have a special report, a special on-the-mark report from our intrepid reporter, Mr. Mark David, and a whole lot more coming up here on the Howie Silberger Show second hour. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We will always be here to take your calls. Number to call, one 669 1292 1-877-669-1292. Let me tell you about truetalkradio.com. It is a web page. <laughs> well, it's more than that. Really, it's a it's a web, it's a uh, internet radio station. And on this internet radio station, we play plenty and lots and lots and lots of different shows. Plenty of shows. 24 hours worth of shows, actually. And they're all different. It's not only the Howie Silberger show on there. We have a whole lot of shows on there. So go to truetalkradio.com, download the app, and listen to truetalkradio.com on the go. If you missed any part of the show or you, um, or you want to catch uh, any part of the show that you might have missed, see if you missed it or if you want to catch it because you might have missed it, that's not repetitive at all. Uh, but if, if that's the case, uh, you, you could subscribe to our, um, our podcast and uh, our podcast is uh, is carried on all podcasting services. Uh, you could get it, well, most of you could get it on uh, Google Play or in the iTunes Store. So go there and download our podcast. Well, subscribe to it. And don't miss another minute of the Howie Silberger Show. When we come back, we'll be joined by Sheldon Eric Freed, my long-suffering producer, right here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Once again, number to call, one 877 Six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Come to your rhythm, messiahs. We'll get you higher. Get you through the door. Come to your rhythm, messiahs. We're what you've been waiting for.
science will get you higher, get you through the door.
On the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. And this is the second hour of the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. The number is to call, one 669 1292 That's 1-877-669-1292. Uh, Sheldon, stop laughing at me. <laughs> Finished? Okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. I am Howie Silver. <laughs> uh, the... You want to get in on the conversation? One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two, and of sure? course, yeah, I'm positive. And uh, you can go to go to truetalkradio dot com. Sure. Well, you could download the app, and you could uh, you could subscribe to the podcast. Everything can be done on truetalkradio dot com. So just go to truetalkradio dot com and Are click on sure? all the links that we offer on the sh- on, on on the page, and you could subscribe and and download and do whatever you want there. TrueTalkRadio dot com. How's that, Sheldon? That's great. Are you tripping? You're uh, tripping enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm only human, and English is my first language. That's it, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you said before the break at, at eight o'clock that I was yeah. listening to about catching your show? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. You could you could catch my show. 
Yeah. Uh, you could take it with you anywhere that's you right. go. You could you could carry it along with you anywhere you yes. go. Only uh, if you catch it. That's right. You have to catch it first. So the that's only right. to catch it so you can carry it, you got to right. subscribe to the podcast, Sheldon. It's called Cash and Carry. <laughs> that's right. It's Catch and Carry. <laughs> you know, you know, Obama used to have this policy of catch and release, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have this policy of catch and carry on this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what a great start to this show. Oh my gosh. I stumble I stumble over the entire beginning and then I make an immigration joke. There you go. We should also have on, on, on your app the greatest bloopers of the Howie Silberger show. Is there any way I can insult people even more? I am just wondering. <laughs> so catch so catch and carry the podcast on the Howie Silberger that's, show. That's right. Catch and carry. <laughs> All right, so it's after eight o'clock, which means that uh, that, that I'm usually joined by my uh, my trip reporter Mark David, who's, uh, who's who's not here, but he filed a report with us. I'm curious of what this is, and um, it was a long report, I heard, eh? Oh yeah, very long. Okay. And my long suffering producer Shelton Eric Freed, who who's who's laughing at me? He's laughing at me, folks. I don't laugh. He's laughing at, you, at me, I folks. Laugh with you, I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio crying because he's laughing at me. Oh well, crying of laughter, I'm sure, but you know, it's all—it's all about catch and carry. You see, if it, if it wasn't for Universal Music, I'd be playing the song "Crying" right now. But yeah, <laughs> we we can't really do that anymore on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, all right, boy. so so uh, Sheldon, I think we should. I think we should um... <laughs> try that again, man. You're. <laughs> It's one of those nights, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, we're not even talking the Eagles. Okay. All right, let's 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 try this again. Yes. Sheldon, I think we should go and hear what Mark David had to say. So, I think you better. <laughs> so maybe Mark, maybe Mark can speak a little better than I can tonight. Uh, here is On The Mark with Mark David. Good evening. This is an On The Mark, special, on the Mark report. special report. A few weeks ago, we reported on a computerized countdown that aired on an Arizona radio station. The countdown alarmed listeners, but when all was said and done, the station's prior country format remained intact. But that likely won't be the case at 97.5 KOLWFM, which serves the tri-cities of Richland, Kennewick, and Pasco in Washington State. On Friday, March 1st, the station abruptly dropped its Top 40 format, known as Hot 97.5, and replaced it with construction site sound effects. While this kind of stunt, which references the building of a new radio station, is fairly common, it's what's airing between the construction sounds that isn't. At certain intervals, a disembodied voice references the relaunch date of Monday, March 4th at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 9 a.m. Eastern, followed by a riddle. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that riddles used to be featured regularly on this program. Here's a small sample of the riddles currently airing on KOLWFM. Can you solve them? And now a new radio station riddle. I am shared between two, most often to woo. What am I? Find out Monday morning at 6 a.m. on 97.5 FM. And now a new radio station riddle. I am a way to say goodbye, good morning, and good night. What am I? Find out Monday morning at 6 a.m. on 97.5 FM. And now a new radio station riddle. I can be chocolate, I can be red, I can be glossy, and I'm sometimes French. What am I? Find out Monday morning at 6 a.m. on 97.5 FM. We'll have the answers for you next time. 
Until then, this is Mark David wishing you good night and good news. You see, Sheldon, even Mark, even Mark, even Mark got his name wrong. (laughs) Did did you see Mark David there? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He probably was doing it on the train coming back. Probably. Possibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, the answer to those riddles, Sheldon, they're quite easy. I I think I got the answer. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think some of them seem to be pretty straightforward. Well, they, they all had the same answer. But the the construction site when you're hearing the the uh, you know the drilling behind oh my god, <laughs> and one of them the robotic voice we got a riddle here right yeah. now. So the answer to the riddle is a uh, kiss. They, they, they all, yeah. all the answers are kiss. Yeah, like chocolate kiss exactly. Yeah, and, French and I, kiss. Yeah, yeah. I am assuming that uh, that they're becoming a kiss radio station like Kiss FM. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, what is that the same type of thing as the beat in Montreal? Uh, is that kind of format? I'm trying to think if that's the same type of format. I think it must be. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Sheldon, <laughs> Eric, Freed, we are going to now, we are going to now. Um, cash, cash and carry. Going to cash and carry, yes. Right now we go to Sheldon, Eric, Freed and Center Block here on the Howie Silberger Show. Thank you, Howie. Today's center block is going to be centered around the USMCA, otherwise known as the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, that is going to be replacing the current NAFTA agreement that governs trade in North America. The trade agreement has been negotiated by the governments of the United States, Mexico, and Canada, but still must be ratified by these governments in order to become official. Now, this trade agreement is going to have major impacts on many parts of the economy. Of course, there's going to be winners and losers. Here's a little bit of a rundown of the USMCA. Now, the thing is that, as mentioned before, it must be ratified by all three countries, United States, Mexico, and here in Canada. Now, the thing is, in Canada, there's going to be a federal election for October of this year of 2019, and also the fact that the Democrats have now taken the majority of the House in the United States Congress. So they're not exactly 100% in agreement with the USMCA. Mexico and Canada, because they were levied tariffs by the Trump administration, is not going to want to ratify the agreement of the USMCA because the Trump administration used a clause that considered both Canada and the United States a threat to national security. That's where I don't understand the situation. Now, any of these, even when it came to the NAFTA agreement, Howie, there was no doubt that there was always winners and losers. And it wasn't always win-win-win for everybody. Of course, some people had to lose. There were jobs that were lost in the process. And there were trade markets that were opened up. So there was no, there was no question about it. Now, Brian Mulroney, former Prime Minister of the Conservative Party of Canada, was the one who decided also to have this negotiation with the United States in order to have the best free trade agreement at that point for the two countries that trade the most between the borders of of each other. And both countries got along very, very well. People go back and forth and visit both countries all the time. So, you know, it would only make sense, Howie, that, you know, the free trade agreement would have been a perfect agreement. So Brian Mulroney nailed that agreement down. 
And okay, that was that was fine and dandy. A lot of people benefited from it, and some people did not. Now, am I going to say the free trade agreement 100% all winners? Of course not. There's always winners and losers in every single game. It's like negotiations with unions. It's like negotiations with anything else. But here's the big thing right now. The USMCA, which all three leaders signed in Buenos Aires, Argentina, late last year. Now, the thing was that when the Mexican government leader signed it, he was on his way out. The United States had levied these tariffs for both Mexico and Canada, and both Canada and Mexico saying they were not willing to ratify the agreement or push ahead for the the Mexican parliament, I guess, as we would call it in Mexico, as well as the parliament here in Canada to be able to ratify it because both countries within their own borders were severely penalized because of the tariffs imposed by the Trump administration. They would have probably ratified it if the tariffs were not imposed by the Trump administration, and therefore they would have had a signed, sealed, and delivered agreement. So this is going to be a really interesting thing as as the weeks and months go ahead. There's a very slim timeline here in Canada because Parliament will eventually recess for the summer, and then after when they come back, the election is going to be called and in the month of October. Now, the question is, if the Trudeau government wins, will they still not sign it because of the imposed tariffs? If the Conservatives come in, will they completely nullify the agreement and refuse to cooperate with that? Only time will tell, and hopefully, we will have the answers, and we will have the answers soon. In short, Howie, I would really would like the Trump administration to really cancel these tariffs for both countries so an agreement can be signed and everybody would be a win-win situation. At least most of the issues would be a win-win situation. But as long as these tariffs are in place, I cannot see in my own right that both Mexico and Canada are going to ratify the situation with the USMCA. Now, another thing too, who even says the United States Congress, now that's more democratic controlled, is also going to ratify the USMCA agreement. So all the time will tell. For Center Block, I'm Sheldon Eric Freed on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Thank you very much, Sheldon. That, uh, that was excellent. Thank you. My pleasure. And um, all right, so you know what we're going to do? I'm what, think- are we gonna, what are we going to do? I, I'm what thinking. Are we gonna do? I am thinking that perhaps you are. I am. I am uh, thinking that perhaps we should take a break. Okay. Just because we can. <laughs> Cash and carry. That's right. <laughs> so- <laughs> the Howie Silberger catch and carry show right here on the True Talk Radio <laughs> Network. So let me tell you that you could catch and carry the show. <laughs> You could do that through our podcasts by uh, by going to the truetalkradio.com website and uh, clicking on one of the links for podcasting. Or you could just go to the iTunes store or to Google Play or to any place that you download your podcast from and uh, download the pie and you could um, you know, subscribe to the podcast. That you could do. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know what you know what else you could do, Sheldon. <laughs> you know catch, what else? Catch the podcast and then carry them. Yeah, yeah. You could you could also um, you could yes. also listen to the live stream because Absolutely. the live stream airs twenty four hours a day at TrueTalkRadio.com. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can download the app, the TrueTalkRadio.com app, no, the True Talk Radio Network app on TrueTalkRadio.com. Blah blah blah. And you could do that. <laughs> um, and you could do that by going to TrueTalkRadio.com and clicking on that download the app. You're tuning to the very best of the Howie Silberger <laughs> Show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
No wonder you want to take a break. I can understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's been one of those hours. <laughs> I'm having listeners message me saying, it's okay, Howie. We've all been there. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, believe you me, we've been there. We've done it on commercial radio in here. Oh, my gosh. Well, with the calling number, that's okay. We're only human. <laughs> what's the, what's the phone number for for people to call in? I do it when you give, give out the studio numbers. That happens, Howie. That's, that's yep. what that's what one of our listeners just messaged that to me. It happens, Howie. <laughs> uh, if you want to call in, you could do so. Number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Thank you. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That is the number to call to get that in is? on the conversation here on the Howie okay. Silbiger Show. Notice I'm speaking very slowly. <laughs> Watching every word, catching everything. On every each single track. word. <laughs> and you can subscribe to the podcast. Let me try this again. <laughs> you really want to? I have no choice. I have Man to. Man is a brave soul. People. Well, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to truetalkradio.com and clicking on one of the uh, links on truetalkradio.com or... Or you have another option. You go to the Google Play Store or anywhere that you um, – Google Play Store, iTunes, or anywhere that you uh, download your apps from. Uh, you don't download your podcast from. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, the Howie Summer Show continues right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in one 669 That's 1-877-669. One, two, nine, two. How city grambler talk to me? How city grambler set me free? Set me free. 
show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. All right, I think I got my brain wrapped around the show again, Sheldon. All right, I'm listening. I think I think I'm okay now. You th- you think you're okay? I I think I'm okay now, Sheldon. Uh, okay. Uh, I think so. All right. <laughs> we'll see next time I have to say anything. <laughs> Which uh, is right now, people. Yeah, yeah, because we got a phone call from Melbourne, Australia, and Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hi, uh, Sheldon. Hi, uh, um, Howie. I should have said Howie and hi, <laughs> Sheldon, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't it's matter. That's okay. Hi, and, Howie. Uh, hi, Nathan. Also, hi, hi, guys. Um, with uh, giving out the numbers, I've had that problem too. When I'm looking for the number and I eventually find it, and sometimes I can't stuff up, but that's radio. <laughs> yeah, live radio, anything can happen on live radio. So, Especially on the Howie Silberger Show. Oh, everything happens on this show. <laughs> But we, we're, we're, we're happy to laugh along. Also, yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job, guys. Fantastic. It's coming in loud and clear, as I mentioned you, Sheldon. It's coming in loud and clear. It's perfect. It's brilliant. Thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, uh, and also uh, the second number that you've given me, which was the 600-3619, I've got no problems getting through with that number that you've given me. And I've actually put it in my phone, but the first number doesn't work. So the second number does. So that's well, good, too. Well, I'm glad you found a number that works for you because uh, the first number works for everyone else. So I'm glad you found a number that works for you. At least we could talk to you. Yep. And at it. least you could mention the number and you know, people know. That's a plus. Yes. All right, Nathan. Thank you so much yep. for calling. Appreciate it. Take care, Nathan. That was uh, Nathan from Melbourne, Australia. You could call in, too. Number to call, one eight seven seven six six nine. 1292. That's 1877 669 1292. Hey, got that right, Sheldon. Got that right. First take. Wow. How about that? Amazing. First time tonight. It's like you actually rehearsed it. <laughs> it's like I've actually said it for the last four years. That's it. Or something. Yeah. And this time you didn't flub it up like you did before. That's I didn't great. flub it up. It's oh, good. Oh, it's good. Perfect. 
Uh, I even got my name right this time. It's, it's you amazing. You got your name right, and I'm really thoroughly impressed. Are, are you are you proud of me, Sheldon? I am so proud. This is a professional broadcaster, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, my 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 heart warms when you tell me that you're proud of me, Sheldon. I'm very proud of you. Like it's, oh, thank you. It's, it's like you. you've done this. You could do this in your sleep. Uh, it's it's yeah. You know, I, a couple of more years experience might might make me not have mistakes during the show. Oh, you're going to have mistakes no matter how many years of experience you have. But yeah. that's the fun pun. Fun part of this business. Fun pun? <laughs> fun pun, yes, exactly. I am. Well, um, like you know, this this does beam into China, so I guess fun pun would, would work. You maybe, know? yeah. Yeah. I am um, yeah, I've only been doing this show for twenty almost twenty-three years. <laughs> so I, I guess once I hit twenty-five years, it will sound a little more professional. It'll be a new beginning for you. A new beginning. <laughs> Twenty-five years doing yes, this. Yes, it'll show. be a, it'll be new beginning. It's a, it'll be rejoice. It'll be like a new awakening for you. I, I don't feel old enough and to probably have... and probably by that time anyway. You'll probably have to change the phone number for some reason. Probably. <laughs> you know, I don't feel old enough to have been doing the show for twenty for twenty-three years. It's amazing. It, it look, really I, is. I, look, I was at CJD for almost twenty-five years alone. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you've been doing this for almost twenty five years, so that's pretty good. So we're we're a bunch of radio vets. Yeah, that I, we try to sound good what we're doing. I started I started doing the show while I was still working at CJD. Yep. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's a long time ago. It's funny, you know what? You should. T- I I don't know if you you might have told people a long time ago, but I'm just. You know, one day when it's a really quiet evening on the Howie Silberger show, yeah. you should basically tell everybody how you started up. Uh, internet radio and how you found your interest and how you basically the whole origin of the show that everybody enjoys and listens to and catches and carries today. You know what, Sheldon, we could do that right now. If you want to interview me, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have, Sheldon. You want me to interview you? Sure. Why not? Let's flip the table. Sheldon Eric Freed, my producer, will be interviewing me tonight. Welcome to the Howie Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. The phone numbers to call is 1-877-669-1292. Oh, wait, we're going to take calls in this too? (laughs) Okay, why not? Well, just in case if anybody wants to ask you about True Talk or whatever. Uh, That's a good idea. If you you, you have any questions for me regarding anything that we're talking about or anything else, feel free to call in. 1-877-669-1292. See, perfect. You said the number well again. Absolutely perfect. Amazing. So, so the thing is, and you and I have been talking, you and I are no strangers. We've known each other for many years, and you and I used to work at the same station, CJD. Yeah, the commercial Club. radio, yeah. Yep, and the thing is that you decided you were one of the first, if not the first, person that started up internet radio. So, you know, for all the people out there either that were planning to, let's say, initially or had the interest to open up a radio station or to podcast radio stations – podcast the different programming i ask this the first question i would ask you is how did this all come out what was what were you thinking in terms of how what you wanted to do and how you wanted to start up internet radio and basically just go through the motions of how you decided to come up with this idea on the howie silberger show the true talk radio network and etc etc take it away all right so uh the year was 2004 i was working at uh at uh, commercial radio station CJD in Montreal. And uh, I, I was doing, um, I had done radio in college, and I had finished college now, and I was working in professional radio. I was working in the commercial radio. And uh, I was doing a crazy over, uh, wasn't an overnight shift, it was a crazy evening shift on a Sunday evening 
I like to call it amateur hour. <laughs> That's really what it was. There were a bunch of rookie, um, a bunch of rookie hosts hosting a bunch of shows the whole night, and I was I uh, was the ringleader trying to uh, trying to get them through the entire night without uh, without crashing and burning. Um, and so um, one of the uh, one of the hosts used to bring in one of their kids, and they used to sit in the control room with me while I was working the board for these shows. And I started talking to the kid one day, and uh, the kid told me that he had come across this new technology, which allowed you to broadcast radio or broadcast audio from your home. And he was using it as a um, he was using it as a tool to uh, to broadcast his playlist, his musical playlist. So no matter where he was, uh, if he was able to access a computer, because Wi-Fi really didn't exist back then, uh, if he was able to access his computer, he would be able to listen to his musical playlist, which was playing on a loop. Uh, in his house on a computer in his house. So, hmm. I, so, I, so I looked at the kid, and the kid was maybe 13, 14 years old, and I said to him, how hard is this technology to set up? And the kid said, not hard at all. I said, all right, show me. And so the kid, the kid sat in the control room with me, and on the studio computer in the control room, which I don't think was probably, um, it was probably against you know, station policy. Probably <laughs> not doing. advisable, in other words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, that didn't, that didn't deter me. The kids showed me how to set this whole thing up. And so I um, I got home, and I immediately started setting up uh, a radio station on my computer at home. And the technology was, wasn't hard to use. It wasn't easy to set up, but it wasn't hard to set up, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It, um, it, it was time-consuming. That's basically what it was. So I, I sat for hours, and I set this thing up, and I got it working, and I was shocked because I was using dial-up internet. Oh my god! And I was yeah. shocked that I was able to get this working, and um, and I said, "All right, so now I have an internet radio station broadcasting from my house, and I had to subscribe to a streamer service, a service that was going to rebroadcast a stream from my house, and the costs were were tremendously high. <laughs> it was a fortune." Do you remember what the costs were at that time, out of curiosity? I was paying about $150 a month. Wow. It was a lot of money. Uh, compared to what I pay today, which I think is uh, 12 or $15 a month. Because <laughs> you know, there were probably very few people, uh, uh, very few companies at that time that were doing streaming. There, there, so was, there, were... there was essentially two companies doing streaming. Yeah. One of them uh, was Shoutcast, which was owned by AOL. And Shoutcast um, did not... Shoutcast uh, gave it to you for free. They allowed you to stream for free, but uh, it was impossible to get onto one of their servers. Uh, they had such limited servers. They had almost nothing available in servers. So it was, it was impossible to get onto their servers. They offered the service for free, but, you know, try to get to it, right? And the other one was Live 365, which offered a streaming service, but it was very expensive, and uh, I was their first customer, or first or second customer. There were a couple of guys in the States doing uh, internet radio, and there was me in Canada doing internet radio, and that was it. Um, <laughs> the second I started uh, the radio station, I had to have content. So I, um, I tapped uh, one of the guys in Toronto who was working at CFRB in Toronto, and uh, he started producing a show at CFRB that he would send me recorded uh, for True Talk Radio. And then, um, and then I found Frank Catolo. Cotolo Chronicles, which still airs on True Talk Radio. And uh, Frank Cotolo was the first syndicated internet radio show. I think you even had him on, uh, what was it, a few months ago or last year or something? You had him on had him on with you? 
Yeah, he was. was he, yeah, he was. He wasn't. Yeah, he was on uh, maybe a little while ago. I'll have him on again. Uh, all you have to do is ask him. He'll come on. Super nice guy. Super wonderful person. And you know, he used to be a Wolfman Jack's producer. He was wow. in commercial radio forever. And so he started this podcast before podcasting. Uh, he was doing an online radio show before there were online radio stations. And so he was the first show that I picked up for True Talk Radio, aside from the show that was being produced in Toronto by the Toronto, by the Toronto guy. He was the, uh, who's also affiliated, still affiliated with the station, Mark Pezzolato from Toronto, is still affiliated with the station. Uh, we air his show, Marky Mondays, every, uh, every Monday and every day on True Talk Radio. Um, but, uh, but Frank Cotolo joined our, joined, our, um, joined our network, and he was the first syndicated show that I picked up on the network. And uh, just after that, I started scouring the web, and there was nothing available. There was no programming available. So we played a lot of music, and we just replayed the three or four shows that we had uh, continuously for a couple of years. So there was my show, which was airing now on True Talk Radio and on Radio Shalom, which uh, was on the AM dial in Montreal, 1650 AM. And um, Frank Atolo's show and a show called The Gumbo Show out of Toronto with Mark Pezzolato. And those were the three shows that aired continuously. It was just an endless loop of these three shows. And that's how true, that was the genesis of True Talk Radio. And uh, it's 2019. We're still going. So it's, uh, what, 15 years. You know, it's amazing how you, how you take something and especially starting a, starting a radio station up for the very first time. And even though you saw a little bit of the technology, what it was about, it was a lot of experimentation. And the thing that I love about uh, really good solid internet radio stations such as your such as ours is the fact that you know what you're responsible we're responsible for our own content you don't have a lot of the government regulators that go down and say you have to do this you have to play that you can't do this you can't do that but still at the same time you are still very responsible very professional everything is clean everything is concise you try to you know, uh, maximize the resources and you try to sound as professional as you possibly can. Well, I made, I made the, a decision, Sheldon. Um, I made a decision right at the beginning in 2004 when we started the station. I had made a decision at that point that, um, that the station would run online exactly as if we were having a license to air on a, on, on a, um, on a regular band on any, in any city, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my, my idea at that time, which, which never came to fruition, which might never come to fruition, whatever, uh, was that uh, the show could be syndicated on any radio station anywhere. So if we were, mm-hmm. airing, if we were airing it on, um, uh, on, online and then we wanted to syndicate it somewhere, we wanted to put the station on, on air somewhere, we wouldn't have to make any changes. I wouldn't have to retrain the staff that was working on the show with me. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have to, uh, to change the format. So uh, language and, uh, and content has always been family-friendly and has always been uh, more on the political side. I mean, you know, second hour of the show, we, we, we don't get very political. We, we kind of joke around a little bit. And we have a little bit of fun. Everyone laughs with us. But, um, but even when we get political, it, it is almost exactly what you would, have hear, what you, what you would hear if, um, if you were turned on any AM radio station anywhere or any FM talk radio station anywhere. Uh, that was my decision. I made it a long time ago that I didn't want to be any different than a commercial radio show. Because uh, that is the way you do radio. Yeah, it's it's political. It's be, be, political viewpoints with respect to right. each other's viewpoints. Uh, and some stations don't even do that. Some stations really don't respect what people say. 
And it's very, very, like, very, uh, very sluggish, very, uh, really amateurish. And you'd be surprised on now how many radio shows. Uh, now, look, you were one of the first that started, right? So yeah. if you think of how many podcasting radio stations there are right now, and there must be, like, thousands of them. Millions. And uh, the thing is, some of them are really, really good, such as this one. Like some of them are really professional and would be exactly like as if they were to be syndicated or if they would be on commercially that, like you said, you really wouldn't change much at all, if anything. But you get other Internet radio show uh, stations and even some commercial radio stations that are, let's say, uh, family owned or whatever that are not with the, you know, with the big, huge companies that run it now, because the big, huge companies, they want to make it clean. They want to play it real conservative. They want to make sure everything's on the up and up. Okay. I get it. Some small owners or, or ownerships or small companies, they have a tendency of almost taking trash radio. And that's yeah, because one it's thing. cheap because it's cheap. Yeah, exactly. They go for the it's cheap. cheap. And a lot of stations too, like I'm not saying this one, but I'm saying even, you know, the the big companies right now, what they're doing is they they try to run the radio stations on the cheap and they run a lot of syndicated shows that are not community oriented. And I'm not even talking about podcasting radio stations. Now. I'm talking commercially locally run radio stations and they'll air a syndicated show in the middle of the night that has absolutely nothing to do with the local community. Yeah, because it's cheap. Exactly. They don't have to it's pay cheap. anyone to be there. Yeah, look, I haven't paid anybody to be on this station ever. Uh, all the expenses from the station for years, for the last 15 years have come straight out of my pocket. I've never taken a penny of advertising. I've never taken a penny from anybody, with the uh, notable exception of, um, uh, of one, one um, GoFundMe campaign that I ran uh, because we had to upgrade the board in the studio. And right. to buy a new board is thousands of dollars, and I didn't have the money to put out thousands of dollars to buy the new board and the station was going to go off the air if I couldn't get a new board. So I did a GoFundMe campaign and that funded the, the, the board that I'm working with right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I've taken not a penny from anybody. And um, I'm proud of that. I mean, I, I don't like spending money. Trust me. I'm not that kind of guy. But uh, this, is, uh, this is, has been a, a passion of mine and I've been doing this for, for years. And um, we are going to be starting very shortly. Uh, we want to. Uh, I want to get the station moving a little, a little more. You know, I want to get a little more publicity. I want to get moving a little forward. I want to push the station a little forward. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is, uh, we're going to start a fundraising campaign uh, in the near future. Um, it'll be a Patreon campaign or or something to that effect, uh, where we'll offer we'll offer stuff. You know, if people become patrons or members, uh, we will offer them. Uh, we'll offer them bonus shows and bonus this and bonus that uh, to try to generate some money. Uh, because uh, when, when in 2000, the millennial copyright law passed, the digital mm-hmm. copyright law. And when the digital copyright law passed, uh, the cost of streaming jumped because now the streaming services had to, pay the, uh, had to pay the different organizations for music. So even if you were a talk station, the streaming service didn't care. They charged you the same price. Uh, for royalty fees as they charge everyone else. So um, they jumped up about 40% in 2000. A lot of Mm -hmm. internet radio stations shut down. I went to look for cheaper streaming services. So for a while, we were jumping from streaming service to streaming service, which which didn't do well in in, in maintaining our listenership because just as they were getting used to, um, to an app that they had to download to listen to us, suddenly we were off that app and onto something else. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, 
so what what happened was uh, in 2000, so the original law was passed in 2000, and then in 2012, they passed a new law, or they amended the old law, which, um, which exempted talk radio stations from paying these royalties. And so now they had two levels. They had a level of uh, streaming for talk stations. They had a level of streaming for music stations. But that wasn't fair because people were claiming to be talk stations but were playing music. And so that wasn't fair. So they leveled it out. So now everybody pays the same thing. So you are paying, um, so the service fee that I pay to stream this, so if you're listening to this on an app or you're listening to this um, on the website or, or no matter how you're listening to this, I'm paying for the streaming. Uh, the streaming I'm paying for covers the royalty payments to artists that I play music for and, um, and streaming costs. Uh, so if I play music, the royalties are being paid. I don't have to worry about putting together a playlist or anything else. It's part of my package deal that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's being paid. The only thing I'm not allowed to do is I'm not allowed to archive the music. So I can't have the music on demand. So what happens is when I put the Howie Silberger show on demand, if I play if I play commercial music, which I'm allowed to play, I can stream commercial music as much as I want. But if I play commercial music on this show and then I put the show up for um then I put the show up for 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 on demand, like on Mixcloud where we where we upload the show every week for the archives. Uh, for people who missed the show who want to go and download it or listen to it. Um, I can't do that if I have commercial music playing within the show, which is why we play Jewish music in the show. What's the reason, though? Like, this is uh, this is another big question, too. Like, if you're already pl- – and this is just a question out there, and I guess maybe it gives people, you know, this question I'm going to say to make people think – if the royalties are already being paid out, I mean, I could see if the royalties were not being paid initially to begin with, then yes, it's an absolute no-no. But if the royalties are being paid out as it as it does as part of your streaming costs, you're allowed to air music during the course of the show live. If you're or if they're already allowing you to do that and royalties are being paid thereof, why will they not allow archiving? If you're archive, you know, it's not like you're putting in an extra musical track over and above the show you've already recorded and stopped, and, you know, and already completed and did whatever editing you can and posted it up on your website. My question is, why won't they allow you to archive and, and run the commercial music if you're already pay, paying royalties to begin with? The, the, um, the nutshell answer, I mean, it's, it's a lot more complicated than this, but I'll, I'll break it into a nutshell. The nutshell answer is uh, Metallica. Uh, when Metallica sued Napster, Na- Napster, yeah, uh, the lawsuit was that Napster was providing a archived version of their of their songs of their of their music for people to download and listen to later. But there were no royalties being paid out to Metallica no, at the time. No, no, no. You, let me let me finish. Yeah. So their 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 lawsuit claimed that they were they were archiving their their music and the music was being downloaded uh, for for play later. And that was taken away from the record sales because people were downloading their music from Napster and not buying the record. Mm-hmm. And this was the, uh, this was the lawsuit, and they won the lawsuit. And in the judgment from the, uh, the lawsuit, it said that unless you are paying royalties for, um, for, for on-demand, it's a separate royalty structure, unless you're paying royalties for on-demand, you cannot put commercial music on demand without paying a certain extra royalty. And uh, I'm not willing to pay that extra royalty. Oh, so there was an extra... Okay, because I didn't realize if there was an extra category on royalties on demand. So in other words, if you were to do that, then there's no problem. 
That's right, exactly. Oh, okay, I didn't know there was a separate. Okay, it's it's good to know, and I'm sure that, a lot that's of why people... that's why Spotify and all these other music streaming services that allow mm. you to download the music. So some of them allow you to download your playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that allow you to download your playlist um, pay an extra service fee for that. They pay an extra royalty fee for that because that was oh, a, okay. That was a, and that was a, that was rewritten into the after the lawsuit after the judgment of the lawsuit. That was rewritten into the Digital Millennial Copyright Act. So, um, so now it's part of the Copyright Act that uh, mm-hmm. you can't archive music without the explicit permission of the of the license holder. So, for instance, all the Jewish music I play, I have written permission from all the artists because I know them all. They get, all gave me permission to use their music on the show. In fact, they all gave me the the music to use on the show. Uh, but I don't have music. To, I don't have permission from the copyright holders of commercial music. To use it on to use oh, okay. it on the show and archive it. If the show wasn't being archived and I wasn't podcasting the show and I wasn't putting it up on Mixcloud, it would be no problem. I could stream as much music as I want. I could play whatever I wanted on it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now, now you may ask me, Howie, but uh, you know, um, uh, three or four years ago, you were playing music on the show and uh, you didn't care about that. And I'll say you're 100 percent right because uh, the Millennial Copyright Act uh, four years ago had expired. Uh, the certain clauses in the act had, had expired and it was a free-for-all for a while. So when I was playing commercial music on the show, uh, I was legally allowed to do so because there was no law saying I wasn't legally allowed to do so. Oh, okay. Then they renewed the, uh, they, had, they, had to, they had to go back and renew some of these clauses and when they renewed the clauses, suddenly we weren't allowed to do it anymore. That's when we got the letter from Universal uh, Music. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I know also royalty streaming too. It also goes according to revenue. Because I remember doing um, a show in the United States, uh, my ac- my actual classic rock show before I went to this uh, this other uh, internet radio station that I'm doing now. Uh, I was in the I was uh, my show was uh, in the United States, and we were pl- uh, he was paying a special. The administrator was paying a royalty fee. Was able to archive the show and whatever the case might be, and he was having a huge package but he had a condition on his royalty thing meaning i cannot play more than two cuts off the same album from the same artist or i could not play more than a total of three or four 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 songs from the same artist no matter what album right where the one that i'm doing now the classic rock radio station i'm doing now it's all the fees were paid and they could stream it they can we don't we don't archive the show as a rule. He eventually wants to archive the show, but I asked him about royalties and he said there was absolutely no issue because they were they were paying these royalty fees, but I wasn't sure in terms of the category that they were that they were paying paying for. And I was and I have a a feature in the middle of each month that I feature an artist or a group and I can play as many songs of that artist or group that I want. Right, because he's paying for it. He's paying for it, yeah. But I didn't realize in terms of the categories, in terms of the royalties, and dig- I, I should read. I'm going to read more about this digital uh, copyright. Uh, yeah, it's very I interesting. Yeah. I, I had to read the whole act because I had to understand what I was allowed to do and what I wasn't allowed to do at this radio station. Yeah, because I guess the administrator is most important too. But doesn't it also go according to what the revenues uh, coming in as well? Well, I have no revenue. Okay, no, but how does the but the royalties work in terms? They, they of- don't care as uh, in terms of uh, minutes played. Okay, because I know when it comes to commercial radio, it goes according to by rev- uh, by revenue. And I used to uh, help with the music music programming at Shome, and I remember I had to do these reconciliations 
at the end of each week of what the artists and, and uh, put onto a master list for them to submit it into SOCAN and all the other, and all the other BMI, ASCAP and, yeah, but you and see, everything in terms of royalties being paid. But you and see, I know, here, here I know it goes. There was a digital association set up that, that distributes the money to all these organizations. Yeah. So uh, all the streaming services do is charge you a, a flat fee for whatever you're doing, and they pay these uh, these these organizations. So they pay this, yep. this digital organization that pays all the other organizations. Yeah. So you're yep. part of a group payment. So let's say there's a hundred or two hundred radio stations on the service that you're that you're broadcasting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all pay into the pot, and then that pot goes to them. Yeah, it's distributed. I don't know how many times a year. Yeah, whatever it is. I, I don't care. I don't care. Once I pay my service fee, I really don't care what they do with the money after yeah, that. Yeah, as long as you know you paid your service fee and they can't come back, they can come back to you in any way, shape, or form. That's right. But it's, I don't play a lot of music on the station anyway. It's a talk station. And uh, we play uh, you know, almost wall-to-wall talk radio. At nighttime, we play uh, old-time radio, which is uh, radio from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, which is uh, copyright-free. So I, don't, I yeah. don't worry too much about it. The only time we play music on the station is when we uh, have to fill time. So let's say, um, let's say a show didn't produce or you know one day, uh, because all, most of the shows are grabbed by an RSS feed. They're 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 grabbed from uh, from different servers. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the server misses or uh, or misfires, or or something happens and the server doesn't work. Uh, it'll play music for that hour. The okay. stations automatically that's our backup. That's uh, if you ever tune into True Talk Radio and it's playing wall-to-wall music, it just means that whatever show was supposed to be on there, uh, there was a problem with the recording and the, the, show, the, uh, the station jumped to the backup and the backup's playing music to cover so we don't have dead air. That's yeah, we call, we call it auto. That's it. Yeah. You know, it goes yeah. into auto mode immediately. Yeah, it's the same thing with the other radio station that I work at as well. Is if there's no live shows that are on that we're playing music on or talk or talk or whatever the case is, they play automatic music on the server, different genres from Motown to yeah, yeah to whatever to whatever to metal or whatever to rock. And that just um, that jumps in automatically. I don't have a yeah. choice on what it plays. Uh, yeah, it it pulls it pulls uh, music randomly. And okay, so, but that but that because it's just a straight stream and you're not archiving. That's right. I have you, no problem with that. Yeah. It's interesting when you know, I know we're running out of time, but uh now you know a lot of people about what's what's in st- what's at stake at internet radio. Yeah. All right, we are out of time actually. Uh Sheldon, thank you so much. That was interesting. It's uh, always a pleasure. We should do that again sometime. Absolutely, because I know people always would like to listen of what you know, how this whole thing started. And I'm sure a lot of people have an active interest in the show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yep. All right, we're going to uh, we're gonna go. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, no, next Sunday. We're not on next Sunday. We might be on next Monday. We'll see. We'll see how the week pulls out. But we'll let you know. So just right. uh, follow us on Facebook, at True, uh, True Talk, the Howard Silberger Show on Facebook, or go to truetalkradio.com, uh, and you'll find out uh, when we are on again. Uh, if we're, we're not on next Sunday, we'll be on the Sunday after that, but uh, we might be on during the week. So just follow Catch me. and carry people. Yeah, just follow us on Facebook. That's it. Yes. And that's where you'll find out. Thank there you me. so much for listening. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon Freed. And this is the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Have a great week. You too.